anything else. And, and in this book of Colossians, it's no exception. And it's a relatively young church in Colossae, and uh, people are, in this particular context, people are going around claiming kind of deeper insights and uh, hidden truths, and like a, there's an inside track to, to Christianity, and Paul wants to come and challenge that thinking throughout the like, rub. Maybe uh, in this relatively young church, they were feeling like kind of, they were just feeling like rubbish Christians, you know, and, and they were seeking some sort of spiritual uh, novelties, you know, they were seeking something. And, uh, and so this whole book, as you'd expect, this whole letter to this church in, uh, in Colossae, that's what it is, you know, it's a letter, this book is, is really about, as you'd expect, about Christian discipleship. It's a young church, they need discipling, and so that's what Paul does throughout this letter. And so we're going to look at the first part of uh, chapter 1 this morning. Chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, brothers and God, and Timothy our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven, about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace." You learnt it from a past holder, a dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through, through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may have a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you might have great endurance and patience, and give joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins." And you might think, well, why, why is Paul saying some of those things? You know, say, laying out some real basic truths. You know, what, is, it, is it some sort of preamble? You know, is he, is he trying to warm them up in this, in this letter before then kind of making his, his main points later on or hammering them later on? No, no, he's doing it ever so deliberately. He wants them to know that it's, it's by the work of Christ that they're saved. Verse 6, it's, it says it's, it's the gospel that is fruit, fruit and growing. Yeah, it's not them who are bearing, it's the gospel in their lives that are bearing fruit and growing. Verse 9, it's knowledge and understanding given by the Spirit, not, not by some sort of inside track or, or deeper, deeper understanding. It's knowledge and understanding given by the Spirit. Verse 12, for he has qualified you, Paul writes. Verse 13, for he has rescued us. He writes. Note the, the two tenses there. We've got the, the past tense. You know, he's qualified, rescued. And then we've got this continuous sense, growing in knowledge, growing in wisdom, being strengthened. 
He wants us to know cross by that, that being saved and rescued and redeemed, those things have happened by the work at the, of Jesus at the cross, by going to the cross and, and, and paying us for our sins at the cross. Those things have, have happened. And by Jesus raising from the dead, those things have happened. But there's no further hoops to jump through. There's no further criteria to, to meet. It's, it's faith in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. There is no spiritual elite. Paul's trying to make this point. There's no, there's no spiritual elite. There's no kind of good Christians and bad Christians. We're not saved by, by learning more about God or by, by knowing more about him. We're saved by faith in Jesus, the, the person and work of Jesus Christ at the cross. But it's God's intention that we, and Paul's prayer for this church, that we grow, that we grow and that we bear fruit and that we grow to become more like Jesus, to grow in knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and grace. And so that's why you've got these two tenses. Look, you're, you're qualified, you're rescued, you're forgiven, you're, you're redeemed, but then you're growing. There's bearing fruit. It's these two tenses going on. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit in us that does that. It doesn't save us, but it's this supernatural work within us that will change us. It means that if you've got faith in Jesus Christ you are saved by faith. It means when, you, when we get it wrong, when we, when we it's not blow it and we get it wrong, we're still saved. It's the, it's the past tense. We're rescued. It's not, there's no sort of buyer's remorse with, with Jesus. When he paid for us at the cross, there's no kind of buyer's remorse. Oh, I can't believe what, what, what they've done, and I wish I hadn't gone to the cross for them. There's no buyer's remorse. We're saved. But... Because we're growing, there's growing pains, aren't there? We don't always see growth in ourselves. It's a, a lifetime's work, isn't it? You don't often notice, uh, notice change in ourselves. You don't notice growth in ourselves. It's a lifetime's work. It's not try harder. It's not, uh, you know, do this, measure in you, and you'll fear, pull your bootstraps up. No, no, it's, it's Holy Spirit, change me. He is, if he's alive in you and you're following Jesus, he changes you. His Holy Spirit in us. Because Christ is the gospel. The gospel is Christ. It's not just what he did on the cross and what we'll do, but it's what he is doing in your life here, now, today, and will do. Do you know Christ's sufficiency? Do you know his sufficiency in every situation? You might say, well, what about, what about last week when I, when I got it wrong? What about last week when, I, when you know, if you'd have seen me around uh, and, and the kids or at work, and if you'd have seen me, yeah, he saw it. He's sufficient in that situation. His grace is sufficient in that situation. What about when I got this wrong or I lost my patience there? There's grace, there's mercy, there's forgiveness. He paid for your past, present, and future sin at the cross. There's no, as I said, there's no buyer's remorse. He doesn't look and think, what, was I, what is I doing? Going to the cross for him or for her? I didn't know they'd do that. He knew. He's forgiven you. He's rescued you. He's qualified you. It's not, so this, this, what we've received, this wonderful grace that we've received by Jesus dying on the cross and, and raising to life again, is not dependent upon our performance. We're rescued, past tense, qualified, past tense. But, there's another aspect to it as well. I'm going to ask this question in a very particular way. I wonder, what are, you, what are you most afraid of? What are you most afraid of? Maybe it's, it's, it's loneliness. Maybe it's being on your own. You know, and that, that, that just terrifies you. 
And so, you know, you kind of, you, you kind of organize your diary or your life to try and make sure you're around other people and, 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 and so on. Maybe it's, it's finances, you know, and particularly at the moment with the, the cost of living crisis and the squeeze on, on finances, uh, you know, you're not getting much sleep and that's, uh, you're worried about work because obviously, you know, work is what will pay for those things and, and, and provide finance and so on. And, uh, you know, and in the back of your mind, you know, he's not, yeah, Jesus is great. And, and, and I love Jesus and the gospel. Um, but, you know, he's not going to pay the mortgage. He's not going to pay the, the, the energy bill this month. And, and I'm, not, I'm not advocating quitting work and, and, you know, waiting for a letter to, to come through, an envelope to pop through the, the, uh, the mailbox each month. Um, Unless, of course, that's what the Lord has told you to do. But, but it can quickly become, well, I, I, yes, yes, I want to I know and follow Jesus, but I, it, it's plus this. It's plus money, or it's, it's plus work, or it's plus career, or it's, it's plus a partner, or it's plus a family, or it's, it's you know, fill in the blank. It's plus, it's plus good work, you know, in order, to, in order to feel as though I'm qualified and rescued. Well, it's, it, it's plus good work without those, because, you know, I've got to, I've got to earn my way. Because without those things, I can't live. Without those things, I'm not good enough. I'm not accepted. I'm not loved. I, I need those things for our security. I need, that, I need to earn that money or, or that career or, uh, or family or partner or education. I need those things for my, for, my, for my security, for my identity. And in, suddenly, instead of finding our identity in Jesus, we find our identity in, in those things, in work or in career or in finance or in, 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 in family or, or all these different things. And Paul wants to challenge that thinking that our identity is to be in him. Our security is to be found in him. That him being preeminent over our lives doesn't just mean that, that when, we, when we get life on a and, and, and so on, that we're forgiven because he's paid for that price at the cross. It also means that he affects our life on a Monday morning. A Monday morning when we go into the office and we, and we work, Jesus is, is preeminent over all. He's still the most important thing. It's good to work. It's good to work. But it's... It, Jesus is to be the most important thing, not career, not work, not education, not, not family. Those are good, good, good and important things. But Jesus is to be preeminent over all. Jesus, in Matthew 6, he says this very famous verse, Seek the kingdom of God, and these things will be added. Seek the kingdom of God. It's not to say, you know, these things are, uh, there's anything wrong with those things I've listed, but he says, seek the kingdom of God just right now, and these things will be added. Whatever situation you face right now, the answer lies in the gospel. The answer lies in the gospel. You might say, well, the gospel's not going to pay the mortgage. You know, the gospel's not going to pay the bills. Or you might say, I've, you know, I've been a Christian for years. I've followed Christ faithfully for, for years and I love it, but it's, it's not quite enough. You know, it's not enough. And I want you to say, ever so tenderly, I want to say, you've not understood the gospel. If you don't think it's enough, you've not understood the gospel. It's a limitless well to be drawn from. A limitless well to be drawn from. I am, um, and I know I'm in good company, but I, uh, a little bit of a coffee, coffee, coffee addict, you know. And uh, whether it be at home or uh, like this week, I've been 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 working away, and I, I have to find a. Uh, you know, a dealer. When I get there, right, I have to find somewhere someone who's gonna who's gonna sort me out coffee because uh, uh, for several reasons. One one is I'll get a headache if if I if I don't. But but also it, it's and come on, I know I'm in good company. Also, it provides a moment of just uh, 
a moment of joy, you know, doesn't it? Yeah, it provides a moment of joy, uh, some, some momentary peace maybe, you know, just away from the client and everybody just having a sit-down-terry coffee. Uh, it will provide some, some strength as well, right? Some, some, again, momentary, some, some, some strength and energy for, for the day. Um, but but it, it, let's be honest, coffee lovers, it, it quickly runs out, right? I mean, there's only so many times you can, you can keep going back a day. You know, it's kind of the law of diminishing returns, isn't it? You know, the first one might give you a kick, but it gently softens throughout the day. And um, anyway, why am I saying this? The prophet Isaiah, when speaking about, about the Christ to come, says this, Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will do the gospel in the riches of fair. He's speaking of this well of the gospel, this well, that, this limitless well that we can, we can draw on. You know, coffee will only get me so far, right? It's good, but it'll only get me so far. There's this limitless well on offer. Why, why feed on other things, on, on bread that does not satisfy? Delight instead in the riches of fare. Why spend money? Why chase over those things, after those things that give like a, a momentary reprieve, momentary peace, momentary joy, momentary strength? Why chase after those things where there's a, a limitless well of grace available to you and to me to every day? If, if this side of eternity will never reach the bottom. That's, that's why I say, you know, if you, if, if you say about the gospel, yes, well, I know it, but it's, it's not enough in this situation. You've, you've not plumbed deep enough. There's more there. There's more there. The moment you say, yeah, I know it, you've just admitted that you don't. You've just admitted that you don't. There's a rich abundance of peace, love, joy, strength, comfort, even conviction, <laughs> grace to be found more than you or, you or I will ever know or realize this side of eternity. And maybe, maybe you're sat there and you're thinking, well, okay, so, so what you're saying, you know, I, I'm, in a, I'm, in a, I'm in a bind right now, the chips are down, I'm in a different situation. Uh, maybe I'm somebody that, that, that struggles with, um, let's say, anxiety. And you think, okay, so what are you, what are you saying, Steve? You're saying I just need to, to trust more. That's, that's the answer, I just need to trust more. You're, miss, you're missing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that in this, in this limitless well of, of grace, you can find strength to walk with those anxieties. Yeah, You can find strength to walk with those anxieties. You can find comfort to walk with those anxieties. You might even find freedom to walk from those anxieties, whatever it is, anxiety, uh, whatever it is, you feel you, you know, stress at work, relational difficulty, financial difficulty, you'll find, you'll find strength to walk through those situations, comfort in those situations from this limitless well of the grace of God. Will you come and drink? This morning, I'll give you an example. This morning, I... Um, I <laughs> So, as you, you saw, a uh, little uh, two-and-a-half-year-old, challenging moments now and again, as uh, any parent of a, uh, uh, that sort of age child will tell you. And a few parenting moments, and have one that, had a little one this morning, and um, uh, just before I came here, actually. And, uh, of course, it, you know, if you've been there, it leaves you a little bit... Sub- <sighs> you know, anyone, any other parents? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Suddenly realised I hadn't thought that one through. Um, 
And uh, anyway, she, she's moved on. She's moved on, and, and I'm still kind of... <sighs> and, um, and in those moments, you've got the opportunity. I can, I, can, I can go to the well and drink, right? I can go to the well of self-pity, yeah? I can go to the well of self-pity and be like, God, you know, doesn't she know I'm, I'm preaching this morning and I've got other things on my mind and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite important. And why, why, is she, why is she bothering me with this, this uh, drink, you know, nothing situation, you know? And I can go to the well of self-pity and drink, you know? And I can share in a glass of resentment, you know, and, and, uh, and self-pity. And, and that's not going to lead me anywhere good, yeah? Or... I can go to the well, of the, the, the well of the gospel. I can go to the well of the gospel and drink and say, Heavenly Father, you know me, you love me. I'm not sure I got everything right just there, but I know that you're with me. I don't know you forgive me. I know that you'll give me strength for the day, and I can go to that well and I can drink. I can take the gospel and apply it to my life and say, Lord, even, even if I did get it wrong this morning, you still love me. I'm forgiven. I'm rescued. I'm qualified. And I get to drink from that well. All of us in this morning. Yeah? I mean, that's good news for parents, but, but for all of us, in whatever situation we find ourselves, isn't it? The gospel isn't just, for, isn't just that we're rescued and qualified and one day that we go to be with Jesus, though that is amazing as it is. It's also what he's doing now, what he wants to do in your life now, often through very challenging situations. Yeah? The second part of that, a uh, passage in Isaiah read, it says this, it says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, you who have no money, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. That's the invitation, yeah? That's the invitation, without money, without cost, paid for by Jesus at the cross. We get to come and to drink because we're qualified by what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me. Will you build your life upon him? It's so easy to build it upon, upon Jesus plus work, Jesus plus career, Jesus plus money, Jesus plus family, Jesus plus something else. Will you build it upon him? When, when we're faced with decisions, will you, will you look at them through the lens of the gospel, say, well, okay, well, I've been, I've been offered this, this job here or, or there's this situation here, this house move here. Well, what does the gospel have to, have to say about that? I'm facing this, this challenge at home or uh, with the children or, or this relational difficulty. Well, well, what does the gospel have to say about that. Drinking from this well that I, uh, I spoke of, it, it looks like just daily, daily, like, a bit like me and my coffees, you know? It's just kind of, it, it's like, yeah, I, you know what? I, I know if I don't do this, I'm going to get a headache. Or, you know, but I know, if, I, I know if I don't drink from this well today, I'm going to get thirsty. I'm going to find myself in a place I don't, I don't want to be. I'm going to find myself reacting and behaving in a, in a way that's not... It's not good for me. It's not glorifying of the gospel. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and organize my life so that I, I go to drink. Yeah? So I go to drink from this well of the gospel. It's what we try and do when we gather together here, when we gather together one another. In life groups, when we uh, have running partners gather together, it, we, 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 we try to encourage one another to drink from this well of the gospel, to remind one another of the gospel and how it affects our situation and our life here and now. Not just what it, what it meant, what Jesus did on the cross, not just what it means in the future when Jesus returns, but what it means here and now, on a Monday morning, perhaps on a tricky moment at home with a family, a tricky moment at work, what the gospel means for you and me 
in those situations. Joe and Johnny, are you okay to come back up? I want to encourage us, let's not, let's not be those who settle for kind of a skin deep here in the you know? That's really, I, I, I say a lot of Paul's, Paul's point in here in this, in this book, is Jesus before everything. Jesus before everything. It's so easy to settle for a, a skin deep Christianity that kind of, you know, going on to church on a Sunday, might pop into to life group, but, but the rest of the week, well, it's work, it's, it's bringing up kids, it's all of that. It's the, the, the gospel is far more than that. The gospel is far more than that. Let's not be those who settle for some kind of skin deep Christianity. The gospel, it's so rich, it's so deep. This well is, there's just a limitless supply of, of, of grace, of love, of strength, of mercy, of forgiveness in this well of the gospel. Stand. See those who, who draw from it. Daily draw from it. Shall we stand?